right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is the intro for episode 80. Jason Lindgren is with me. We will be setting aside the fear porn to have an adult conversation about terrorism, but first things first. So many people have been stopping in asking what's up, so I will reiterate here. Uh, currently, the channel has two strikes on it. That means one more strike, and they burn this book. They burn all the four years of nonstop telescopic work and everything else that goes with it. Having said that, that is why I am running only the intros for right now. But the free content, the full first free hour is running at crow777radio.com. You don't need to log in. It's right there. I'm going to put a link down in the description. It's one click in there. Many, many people have switched over to doing this. Jason will probably run the first free hour at Secrets of Saturn on on YouTube uh, for as long as he's able. But, you know, we can't risk it on this channel. This is the censorship we live in. Um, Right now, the the major players in social media are apparently in front of Congress, trying to get Congress to back the idea of data mining and censorship. Um, I would remind you, why is this going on? I'll tell you why this is going on. This is going on because no human being can make a false thing true. And freedom of speech will bring things to light. That is why this is going on. And as you can see by the numbers on my channel, the censorship on social media is working. But again, there will be a single link down in the description that will take you in one click over to free content. No login necessary. There it is. Anyhow, let's talk a little bit about the fall. I mean, autumn. Um, As Jason and I got into the research, and we were already aware of this, the idea of fall is being echoed in so much of the social programming. Terrorism has a real affinity for the fall, which we will cover as we do the timeline in the uh, first hour. But the idea of fall is also utilized in the Tavisoc research, the idea of the fall of the human mind. This is exactly why new television programming comes in the fall. It is to facilitate the fall of the human mind. But there's more. Oh, yes, there is always more. The sun. Let's talk about the sun in the autumn time, the fall. Once the sun goes past the winter, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the summer solstice, um, it is said to be at its high point. Strongest part of the sun in the middle of summer. Once it goes by that, the sun is considered to be falling. Once we get by the autumnal equinox and enter the season of fall, the, the sun is considered to be in free fall down to its lowest point, which is also an allegory for hell, at the winter solstice. All three of these things are not mutually exclusive. The people that encode and steer our world are playing many games at once, but the sun is never far from what is going on. So from now on, when you think about fall, maybe you should think about it a little differently. It applies to the sun It applies to the human mind through social programming and television, as an example. Terrorism, as I've just pointed out, has a real affinity for fall. September September in particular, which you will see as we go through the timeline. Anyhow, again, the full first free hour is available. One click down in the description. No login necessary. Truth is, we can't run the full content here. We get another strike and they burn this book. The modern day book burning is at hand. Your government, or what is called your government, is right now complicit with the social media platforms and pushing the open rubber stamping of data mining and censorship. And if nobody gives a damn about the censorship by these corporations online, I would point out for your government to be stepping in and telling corporations to abridge free speech, we've come, you know, 
We've come to a new era here. Anyhow, let's jump in with Jason Lingren for the first hour. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio Podcast. This is episode 80. Uh, This is the 80th show. We've done 80 weeks straight here. And once again, a bit of synchronicity. Jason and I, over a week ago, decided we were going to cover terrorism today. And here we are on November 1st, yesterday having been Halloween or the 31st. And we had what is being called a cowardly act of terror in New York City. And of course, words have meaning. And I would suggest that both Bill Clinton and Bill de Blasio, or whatever his name is, the mayor of NYC, uh, both told you the truth in the opening lines of their tweets. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. Hello, Crow. We got some synchronicity going on? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Jason. It's episodes like this where there's a lot of things we need to say, but we're up against the wall. If we choose to run this on YouTube, Uh, I think we both understand what the outcome will be. Uh, You might be able to squeak by. I don't know if it's a numbers game or how they actually end up doing the censorship. But almost certainly when we cover a topic like this and I post it on my YouTube, uh, there will be a little bit of hell to pay. And I'm already carrying two strikes here. But I would ask, do we have the right to challenge mainstream narratives? You know, it's a bit like whenever a supposed war happens. Has there ever been a time in history when we're told some conflict between nations is going to go on where people don't endlessly debate what is going on? And yet here we are in the modern age. Uh, Terrorism is about like the daisies in your garden these days. It springs up so often as to be, uh, well, to, to be honest, unacceptable. And for the higher human mind who wants to take apart the language that you're being presented with, take apart the ideas you're being shown, Uh, We can demonstrate all day long that we have every reason to challenge the mainstream narrative. But there it is, Jason. What are your feelings? Um, Are we going to be able to run any of this on my YouTube channel? Well, definitely going to run it on mine. I'm not afraid of that. I haven't been bothered yet, thank goodness. As far as yours, I think you're you're targeted at this point. I mean, you got the, uh, the copyright strikes coming on the heels of the whatever they call them, the community guideline strikes or whatever. I don't think either one of us really knows their their nonsense rules, but, you know, they're, they're out for you. Yeah, so here, just to catch people up, I had two copyrights. I don't even know if they were strikes. There were two copyright flags where videos were removed. They were both on the same International Space Station video. I challenged both by saying um, I have the right to critique these videos. Uh, The copyright for International Space Station video, believe it or not, was held by a place called Believe Entertainment of all things. And again, of course, language is telling us something here. Um, I've had one of those reinstated. I'm waiting on the other. I've challenged both of the bullying strikes, actual strikes that locked me out of the channel uh, with the simple response that I don't injure anyone in this lifetime, so bullying can't have occurred. And if anyone was bullied, that means there's an injured party. And since there is no injured party, this couldn't have been bullying. So we'll see what happens there. But anyhow, Jason, uh, yesterday on All Hallows' Eve, hint, 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 we had what they are calling an act, hint, 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 of terror uh, in New York City. You want to jump into this thing? Yeah, I took this from a CNN article shortly after all this was going on. The driver of a rental truck drove down a busy bicycle path in New York near the World Trade Center, killing eight people and injuring about a dozen others in what officials said was an act of terror. After crashing the truck into a school bus, the suspect exited the vehicle while displaying 
imitation firearms and was shot in the abdomen by a police officer, according to the NYPD. The suspect, a 29-year-old man, is in police custody and was taken to a hospital for treatment, officials said. The incident is being investigated as terrorism, officials said. Witnesses reported the suspect was yelling Allahu Akbar, according to four law enforcement sources. The FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force is taking over the lead of the investigation. The released name, a little while afterwards, is Saifulu Habibulevic Saipov, aged 29, from Tampa, Florida. And he's from Uzbekistan. Yeah, so much here, Jason. I mean, do we ever get tired of seeing these supposed terrorists being age 29, which of course encodes 9-11? This act was done in the vicinity of where the Twin Towers were. But, you know, the age 29, let's think back like Timothy McVeigh, I believe, was 29. I could could have that wrong, but I think I remember that correctly. What you're looking at in the encoding of the age 29 is a numerical, uh, numerological trick uh, that is very old where you turn the 9 into an 11 by adding 2. So it encodes 9-11 in the same way 7-11 encodes 9-11. Instead of giving 11 10 plus 1 value, it just becomes two ones. Um, So in fact, you turn the 11 into a 9 using the 7. These things are known quantities. We've seen them over and over and over. Um, we're going to have to start asking at what point the adult human minds quit falling into this kind of fear porny trap where they show a school bus so all the parents get concerned and they show Home Depot trucks so the word home is subconsciously you know, instilling in you that terror is, you know, happening where you live. This is all stage nonsense. And uh, language has meaning. Um, I will point out that Bill Clinton tweeted on the tale of this. And what he wrote was New Yorkers see this attack for what it is an attempt to sow fear. Well, truer words were never spoken, except how many New Yorkers actually see this for what it is. Bill de Blasio, the mayor, said this cowardly act of terror. That's damn right. It is an act of terror. Was intended to break our spirit. That's damn right, too. That's what's going on here. And until people begin to challenge the mainstream narrative, which they have the right to do, they're harming no one in challenging the mainstream media. You know, YouTube can come along all day long with its idea of bullying. um, And I say poppycock. And not only do I say poppycock, anyone who wants to go look at the kind of binding ideas behind free speech in this country will find out that free speech tolerates unlimited insult or incensing or upsetting people. The idea of free speech is is that the line is drawn at where harm is done. In other words, screaming fire in a crowded theater where people might get hurt trying to run out the door. There is the line. So this idea of bullying is just a ruse. It is a way to get the herd mentality um, so that not a single cow in that herd will stand up for fear that the herd will turn on it. And I'm here to tell you these times – for this mentality, they're they're far behind us. It is time to take apart the language, take apart what you're being shown. Quit getting stuck on all the silly details like a school bus was T-boned or this, you know, supposed subhuman being got out and yelled Allah Akbar. And while they show us video of this guy running around New York City with no weapons, then we're told he produces fake weapons and gets shot. These things do not hold water. And not only that, there were at least two people 
people who made the prediction one, two days ago that we were about due for an event in New York City. I'm not even kidding you. Um, I'm not sure, Jason, where are you at with these things? I mean, doesn't it feel to you like we are so far beyond people falling for this anymore? Well, I don't know whether it was as far as the deaths were were real or not. I'm sure that'll come out over the next couple of days. But the whole thing definitely seems staged in some way. These things always do. I mean, just what you just did, you always, not just you, but anyone can uh, pull these events apart and you can see all the symbolism encoded within it. And, you know, they have to, it's like they have to constantly refresh our minds of these events. I mean, right in, in the article, of course, they had to mention the World Trade Center. So th- there's yeah. that. There's no ending to, the, to that stuff. But, you know, this is now going to take the front page and center stage for everything as opposed to the Vegas shooting. Well, it's, you know, (laughs) believe it or not, Jason, I'm getting security alerts from Skype right now. My ports, my security is blocking ports from Skype. I've never seen that happen during one of our episodes. Um, Skype is trying to do something. But uh, let's even take apart the name, say Fulo, you know, so you've got the idea of the fool in there. Uh, So many people who are familiar with the games that are played with language uh, will come to understand that it's phonetically what matters, the phonetic sound, not actually how it's spelled. But people like the Jungle Surfer took apart that last name, Saipov, and they went out to show that Saipo means lover of intelligence. And then, of course, in the middle name, we have Bull. The idea of the bull is embedded in the center of that middle name from this man, Hobby Bull of Vic or whatever, however you would pronounce that. Um, And I jumped over to the Zodiac to show that we're in the sign of Scorpio and that that is straight across from the sign of the bull. These things are all encodings. And the problem here is for the average mind, um, they've been taught that things that we're pointing out here are a bridge too far. Well, unfortunately, I'm here to tell you they are not a bridge too far. This is the kind of sub-language that is spoken by people in the know so that the herd, that the herd of cows out there, the masses, doesn't catch on. But the the kind of embarrassingly glaring obvious thing here is it's not that hard to see once you understand how to shift your mindset. But anyhow, I won't ramble anymore, Jason. I'll keep an eye on my ports to see what Skype is trying to do, and uh, I'll kick it back over to you. All right, so let's uh, talk about the shows you've been going on a bunch lately, as well as the possibility of us doing some book printing. Yeah, we forgot to do that in the intro. So many of the people have come, or many people have come, to offer their platforms to have me come speak. I've done too many shows to even begin to outline them. I did Freeman, I did ODD, I did David Weiss, I did, I don't know, Jason, there's there's a lot of them, I can't remember them all, but I've been going out to anyone with a decent platform, with a moderate audience, um, to talk about the times that we're in here, and I will reiterate, um, I don't care if you believe in aliens or you don't, it's time to set all these kind of minor things aside and come together for the bigger game here. But in this, many people had been pinging Jason and I saying, that we need to start to get the transcripts of the shows we've done into print to protect them from digital destruction, uh, which seems to be one of the things going on in the modern age. And we had already been working on this, getting transcripts, a person actually listening to the show and hand typing transcripts of each show. Um, Right now, we're looking at possibly putting together some softback, paperback books, which would include two episodes a piece, be roughly 
200 pages and we want input on the forum at Crow Triple Seven Radio. I've started a forum there about this um, on if people are interested. It is a cost, but it would be a way to get hard copy printed versions of these historical ideas that we have covered on the show. Um, do you have anything to add, Jason? Well, the concept is that a few of the episodes uh, transcribed almost 100% perfectly, I might add, would be bound into these books so that if you want to go through the information as conversationally the Crow and I have done it, it should make for an interesting way of being able to look things up quickly. And if we do them in a softback form, they would be portable so you could take them with you if you want want to read them you know, at your leisure. And then obviously make reference points and things like that for your own research. So, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> we just basically want to know what, what people think, if this is something you'd be interested in, and if so, we, uh, we just might take the plunge and make it happen. Right. Like all things, there's a cost in doing things like this. Um, people who follow me understand that I always keep the cost as low as possible. I don't really do much markup on anything. Um, I try to cover enough costs so that many, many minds can get to this information if they're interested. Um, also, we will be having transcripts before too long in digital form, which will allow these shows to be translated um, into any language. Is there anything else we need to cover before we jump into the whole terror thing? Thing that I'm pretty sure we can't talk about on YouTube. Not as far as terror, but you still have the open invitation out there if anybody wants you or even me uh, on any other shows, just uh, still hit us up. We're, we're definitely interested. Right. The whole idea here is to begin to decentralize, uh, to truly use the community as a community and get out there and speak on many platforms, decentralizing the kind of idea that, you know, we used to put everything up on social media. I think we all understand what's happened with social media and, uh, you know, so many people say we got to fight against this, keep social media. But I, I really do kind of feel that no matter what we do, no matter how hard we fight, there will always be another tactic brought to bear. Um, the problem here is there's too many people who can see without the glasses. And that will always be a problem for the powers that be. Uh, they can't have people talking to each other and coming to adult minded truths about the nonsense, like the crap that went down yesterday in New York City. Um, at some point, there is going to reach a critical mass of people who are saying, wait a minute, not so fast here. But anyhow, Jason, you ready to push back on? Yep. Let's uh, let's dive into the, the whole terrorism and false flag events that uh, surround so much of this. So the concept of false flag occurrences, especially relating to events regarding terrorism, should be something that I would expect this audience to be well-versed with at this point. The meaning of a false flag for those in need of a refresher seems to come from old naval times when pirate ships would fly the flag of the home country of whatever ship it was that they happened to be approaching to fool them into getting in close enough for an effective sneak attack. In modern usage, it is used to include governments or organizations that plan attacks on themselves and make it appear to be by another nation or by terrorists. This would give the conspirators an excuse for any desired domestic repression, as well as intended foreign military aggression. So there it is, man. It's always the damn pirates, isn't it, Jason? We can track this stuff back to the East India Company and other, you know, so-called pirate endeavors that brought us kind of the maritime law we live under now. Um, but I would suggest that with what we have seen in the modern age, there is no portion of big event history that we can accept at this point without challenging. And the problem is the more time that goes on uh, from the time an event happened to the modern times when you might challenge it, it might be more difficult. But what we're seeing now is the complete tyranny 
of information sources. As a matter of fact, I'll give an example. You know, there's going to be people out there that think we're just spouting off here, and I assure you we're not. And we do research on every episode. We're not making this stuff up. There's a YouTube channel out there called Mediocre Monday. Uh, someone sent me a clip of his where he was breaking down uh, local news stations around the country. And I don't remember. There's somewhere between 20 and 50 clips. I'm just guessing a lot that show that each of the local media news stations is reading from the exact same script over and over and over verbatim. The identical words are spoken. I don't know. There may be something like 40 to 50 clips. Um, There are so many that he speeds up the reel at one point to get through them. Now, for this example, that demonstrates what media is, that it is all in concert to have an effect. They are programming the human mind into a lower materialistic. That is the what you will see if you look at that mediocre Monday clip. What they are saying is, we won't tell if you buy two or 10 presents for yourself this Christmas season, something to this, but it is verbatim repeated over nearly every local news station. And this proves something to the mind that is not completely shut down, sleeping, and chewing cud in a field somewhere. It shows that they're all reading from the same script, which lets you know that somewhere above all these organizations, someone is writing a script. And in writing that script, there is an intent. As I pointed out here, the intent is to program you down into a lower materialistic mind because a lower materialistic mind is less likely to understand what just happened in New York. Anyhow, that was a bit wordy, Jason. Back over to you. Yeah, I've seen a a YouTube video as well, and I don't believe it was that. I think it had something to do with Easter. But same thing, they put all these clips together and virtually identical. And the idea behind this, for anyone who's not familiar with what we're referring to, is that the information comes down, you know, from the top down, and you're being uh, read the script, but with the local flavor of whatever area you're in. So obviously the Louisiana channel will sound different than the California channel, which sounds different than the Oklahoma and the New York, but it's the same thing. Whatever it was that they wanted to disseminate out to the public, that's uh, that's what they're doing. That, that's it. It's, it's, and it literally was nearly verbatim, word for word. It is word for word. Um, And in the clip I just mentioned from Mediocre Monday, there's enough examples that anyone who's not quite up to speed here could be up to speed instantly. In some of our recent episodes, we've pointed out that um, a big part of the news is polling. And the idea behind polling is the herd mentality. You see, what they do is they produce a poll in less than 24 hours. But the rub is, is that the same place, the same overarching organization produces and then kind of encodes the polls. And when I say encodes, there is a an agenda in these polls. And then these polls are presented out to the people like 85% of Americans believe this. The intent behind this herd mentality programming is that there may be some people out there that don't agree with what they're being told 85% of Americans agree with, but they will not stand up for fear of going against the herd. You see, because you've just been told that 85% of Americans believe this. And this is not mutually exclusive. This is just one of many of the aspects of programming the media has become. And as Jason showed and I showed in an episode not too, too long ago, we're basically down to two overarching corporations that own all information systems that matter to include news, to include cable news, to include your movies, to include your music, all of it. And we further showed in that episode that the board members of these two overarching corporations are all in the same clubs like Club of Rome, CFR, this type of thing 
thing, which basically means it's one group of very ancient oligarch families um, calling the shots here. And uh, I'm bringing this up because New York happened yesterday, baby. Uh, do you still need glasses to see what happened? Or are you starting to get to the point where we can take off some diapers here, look at these things like adults, challenge them in the God-given rights that we have to challenge information and begin to understand what is becoming of our nation here through false media? Anyhow, Jason. All right, so let's just have a rough definition of what terrorism is supposed to be. It's the unlawful use of force or violence against persons or property in order to coerce or intimidate a government or the civilian population in the furtherance of political or social objectives. Significant use of these tactics in the early 20th century are attributed to Nazi Germany. It was used as a poor excuse to attack Poland just because the Nazis had wanted to, and they needed an excuse, as well as their Reichstag fire event that is supposed to be the key situation that led to Hitler's grasp at power in Germany that got him the dictatorial powers to seize total control in Germany and strip away the civil liberties of all the people, something the majority actually seemed to do willingly at the time, if we can believe what mainstream history says. So there there are plenty of accounts that Jason and I, and I have gone through. In the case of Germany, the example used here, um, there's pretty good documentation that shows that the economy of Germany was destabilized by the oligarch banking families on the run-up to Hitler's 1933, let me count the ways, takeover of power. Uh, it's been shown that he was backed by places like, or families like the Astors, uh, Prescott Bush, you know, grandfather to our presidents, this kind of thing. But let's set all that aside for a second. The actual definition of terrorism is to use fear, coercion, intimidation um, on a civilian population. So I would ask, um, you know, we're all adults out here. We have the right to challenge the narrative. It doesn't matter if they're claiming people died. It doesn't matter what the size of an event is. We have the right to challenge it. If I am correct in asserting that you are being misreported what happened in New York yesterday, what it actually means is the people who are tasked with protecting us and informing us are actually using a form of terror on the population to scare them, to sway them to do some event. Now, the problem here is that not everyone's going to agree with what I just said, but that does not remove the fact that we all have the right to question it. And I assure you, if you question these things, look at the language, look at what you're being presented with, question how is it that in the modern age, all of a sudden there's endless people with machine guns and have to yell Allah Akbar and all this other nonsense that need to kill people all the time. Why wasn't this going on in the 60s? Why wasn't this going on in the 70s? Why did they invent sometime near the late 1990s the idea of terrorism based on religion? Because Jason and I looked at the timelines and many sources attribute the onset of the idea of religious terrorism as around becoming popular in the 90s, though we can track it back certainly to the PLO in the 70s. Um, these are things everyone out there listening needs to think about. I can't ask you to agree with me, but what I can ask you to do is to get into your adult mind and to challenge these things because they need challenging. There is no doubt they need challenging. Jason. So before we get into actual events, after doing some research, I found an article that had 40 false flag indicators, and I'm going to go through all these just so you can think about them and have them in your mind as we start discussing actual historical events afterwards. So 
The first one, the perpetrators have had arrests and have gotten very lenient sentences for what they were charged with. The government has been warned of the attack and done nothing to stop it. Okay, now this is kind of a critical one because we've seen it so many times. Who can forget Condoleezza Rice sitting up there saying Al-Qaeda determined to fly planes into the new, you know, the World Trade Centers or whatever the nonsense was they were pushing then. Um, this is a critical point um, because we have seen it many, many times. Anyhow, go ahead. Eyewitness accounts differ on key details from the official version. By the way, point to the last one is I believe Bush actually was on camera saying that no one could have foreseen that people would use planes as weapons. And, of course, they, they had the whole thing wargamed out way ahead of time. But anyway. Well, not, not, not only that, the joke of it is, is they were running a drill. There's always a drill, isn't there, Jason? There is always a drill. A lot of times. Um, they were, yeah, they had a drill in the air for the exact event that occurred the, the day of 9-11. And every plane was pushed to the ground, except for, of course, the supposed bin Laden family. Um, that's a whole other thing. But, you know, I guess while we're here, I'll mention that a lot of people are looking at the fourth here a couple days away, um, three days away. There's a lot of uh, people predicting that we will see some big on big event on the fourth. These are hard things to know. It's a bit like trying to predict when that bird's going to land in front of your window. But anyhow, go ahead. The perpetrators often don't go to trial. They end up dead or they escape. We see that all the time. They're constantly killed. As a matter of fact, this, this nonsensical event that went down in New York yesterday, we're told that guy's still alive. So that will be something to watch. A victim from the crime that should have been killed miraculously lives to give out details of the event. Key video is hidden. Still pictures, which are often grainy or unclear, are released to support the official story. Now, that may have been something you can get away with years ago, but there is no freaking excuse anymore with everybody walking around with 4K cameras in their pocket. Well, I was going to bring up the whole JFK Zapruder film, you know, all of a sudden in 1970-something, the Zapruder film comes out. It's the most grainy kind of cuts in it, um, and there has been spot-on kind of undeniable work done shown that the Zapruder film is a fake. So what does that tell us about the JFK event? It tells us quite a bit, does it not? Anyhow, go ahead. The perpetrators are tied to ISIS, or whatever they might be calling it at the time, or the country of Syria. Let's not forget that ISIS encodes 9-11. Go ahead. The perpetrators are identified in record time. <laughs> that was the thing about 9-11, right? You woke up the next morning, poured your Cheerios into the bowl, and they're all the 19 hijackers. Here's their names. Here's their ages. Here's the countries they came from. Here's the jobs they held. Here's the cave they live in. Uh, just ridiculousness. Anyhow. And speaking of, dropped identification of the perpetrators is found. Were we? We were. I was just talking with someone two days ago about the old passport at, at 9/11. You know, the building crushes into dust and they find a passport. But anyhow, go ahead. DNA from the perpetrators is found in too many places and is run through lab tests in record time to make an identification. The attack was on or in public transportation. Does a Home Depot vehicle count as public transportation? I would ask. Go ahead, man. <laughs> the amount of dead shrinks as the event plays out. New laws or military action take place as a result of the event. The event receives an abnormal amount of press coverage. So what would that be in the modern age? Do we even understand what an abnormal amount of press coverage is? This is what I would point out to everybody. And again, go, you know, there's many channels who have done this. The one that I'm aware of right now because I was sent the clip is Mediocre Monday. Um, it's an important thing for the average person to understand what's going on with your news. But 
take these events like when they had the beheadings, these supposed beheadings, where there's these animals across the world who aren't even human beings, and they're going to behead people, and we're going to take video of it, which is later going to be shown to be fake. We're going to tell people, if you put this on YouTube, you'll get a strike. We'll remove the video. You can't question it. But I would ask, what bearing does any event like that, some supposed violent event, whether real or not, have on any American life? If you wanted to do anything about it, you couldn't. So when you boil it down nonsensically, no nonsense, why is this being put in your face across every news outlet? And I think this is an important thing to think about because really the event receives an abnormal amount of press coverage. We've all last, lost track for the most part, of what an abnormal amount of press coverage is. You know why? Because every stupid little thing that happens runs nonstop, endlessly um, on the news. And so a normal day news for us now is an abnormal amount of press coverage. But anyhow, that was kind of a spiel. The country where the event took place has recently irritated Israel in some way. God forbid. The event and perpetrators are set up to cause conflict between several different religious ethnic, or sexual orientation groups. The term assault rifle is widely used to describe the perpetrator's weapon by eyewitnesses. Let me jump in there. There's, you know, this is this is a kind of branding tactic um, that is often used by the news. Uh, the modern day one that I notice so much is the use of the words active shooter. You see, these are branded. It's like Pavlov's dogs. In the same way, when Pavlov rang his bell, those dogs salivated. Um, that's what these terms are doing to your subconscious. They've been inserted and used in certain ways over time. So, you know, the assault rifle thing, the active shooter thing, you can recognize when these events have been branded. And that should tell you. You see, the truth doesn't need defense, and the truth sure as hell doesn't need branding. So when we go back to these nonsensical Nevada events where there's an active shooter, we should be understanding what we are being presented with. Anyhow, Jason. The friends and family of the victims do interviews that are highly unbelievable. Suicide vests are used, and at least one doesn't detonate. Or, in conjunction with that, one or more bombs don't detonate. A gun jams, thereby saving someone from death. An unbelievable hero story is released by the press on day two, usually accompanied by a GoFundMe account. Okay, so there's a couple things going on on these last bullet points. I've always said many times during these types of things that the devil is in the details. Um, this is just a metaphor that I'm using. These details are like mind hooks. Uh, if we take the thing that just happened in New York, it T-bones a school bus. There's a mind hook. All the parents out there are going to be affected by the idea that school children were in a bus. Um, the idea even that Home Depot, the, I, the word home is actually working on your subconscious there. But um, we have seen endlessly, endlessly the hero story emerged and probably since at least Sandy Hook, we've been seeing the donate to this cause accounts. Um, when these events go down, step back. Don't get sucked into the details. Look at the whole overall picture and be an adult, man. If you think the news is there to inform you, you're sadly mistaken. I have said this to you now. Whether you choose to go out and challenge and test this is wholly up to you. But the point is, is we're kind of late in the game here for people to be falling for this nonsense over and over and over simply because you've been told someone was injured or killed. It doesn't matter. If someone was injured and killed, that happened. 
Nothing in this world would undo it, even if it was a real thing. So how does that prevent you from challenging this information to understand if you're being informed legitimately or whether something else is at play? And I'm here to tell you that something else is at play. But anyhow, Jason, this GoFundMe thing, um, it became a big deal during Sandy Hook, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, there's always money that gets involved afterwards. So you got to wonder who's benefiting from this, from whatever the events are. I don't know, man. It it almost seems like the actors themselves are being paid directly by the GoFundMe account. If I remember correctly, I think it was Sandy Hook where people made mistakes and actually sent up their donation web pages the day before the event. That was one of the things that was shown uh, that proves outright that people knew that something was going to be announced on this day. These are not, you know, you can't dismiss these things in the same way that people like the Jungle Surfer went in and showed that there had been no Internet access to the school at Sandy Hook for I forget what it was, three years or five years prior. Um, There's no walking away from that kind of information. Uh, Anyhow, let's keep pushing. A manifesto is released by the perpetrators. Well, the manifesto in this case was all a Akbar. That's how simple-minded we've become. Go ahead. A drill is taking place at or near the event at the same time, and usually regarding the same situation. That's the claim being made for the coming three days, hence uh, November 4th idea that people are concerned with, is that there's some kind of a nationwide military drill. But who knows? We hear about these things all the time. Go ahead. The U.S. government gives an incredible amount of money to the victims' families. The victims in hospitals miraculously heal and disappear in record time. The hospitals provide no update or one large press conference is given to discuss the progress of their imaginary patients. Little to no amateur cell phone video footage of the event is released. And as I said before, that may have been something that was able to be overlooked years ago, but it's pretty inexcusable in this day and age where everyone's got some sort of iPhone or Android in their pocket that has very good video capabilities. This is such a key point, Jason. Uh, Every human being walking in a city society is going to have a camera in their pocket. And in the case of the younger people, I have never seen quicker draws in my life. Billy the Kid better scoot the hell over with this younger generation and their cell phones. They whip them out so quick and get that video going. It's almost astonishing. And the, the sheer proof in the pudding is that in any cityscape where these supposed vents go down, there's going to be endless privately shot video. And this is never what we see. And to go back to the Nevada incident in Vegas, um, I would point out I did a little research after we did the episode. Uh, Apparently, the closed circuit TV in in, uh, Vegas is as abundant as almost any other city. And they compared it to London in some of the research I've done. Uh, A lot of people act like London is the benchmark for, you know, big brother closed circuit TV. So where is all this video? Um, You can't have it both ways in the modern age, and this is a very telling thing indeed. By the way, for anyone who isn't familiar with it, there was an episode this week of Seth MacFarlane's current hit show, The Orville, where they pretty much mocked us in that very way. The the, the storyline was they, they go to a planet. By the way, if you're not familiar with the what The Orville is, it's basically 90s-style Star Trek with dick jokes. But this week's, or maybe it was last week's episode, was about a planet. It's 21st century technology that they find. But their entire culture is wrapped around 
uh, it's basically Facebook-ish, where it's pure democracy and everyone whips out their cell phones for every little thing everyone does. It gets uploaded to their main net, and then people vote on what happens to that person, whether they're thumbs up or thumbs down. It's a, it's a total mockery of everything about modern society. And if there's major events going down, like huge terrorist events, I have no doubt that people will be whipping out their phones and maybe not catching the very beginning of it, but certainly catching a lot of it. Well, let's put this into context. In the same way that the original Enterprise Starship from the 1966 Star Trek has 9-11 encoded into the hull number, so does the Oroville in the new Seth MacFarlane. And while I haven't watched it, I did take the time to take apart that number. Um, this is just more of the same, guys. And they do. They make fun. They pre-echo. They do all these things. This is what media has done. And in the same way, the Jungle Surfer took, away, uh, took apart the last name Saipo to show it is the lover of intelligence. Uh, you're being mocked as a cow in a herd. You're being mocked as a person who isn't even adult-minded enough to challenge what is put in front of you. Um, that's what's going on here, basically. The perpetrators have recently disappeared for at least two months. An online video is found of the perpetrator acting crazy. The details of the event make it impossible to not be reminded of other recent false flag events. Now, that, that one's just really ironic given the events from yesterday. I mean, spot on. Yeah. Friends and family members suddenly change careers to become professional anti-gun lobbyists. The perpetrators wore body armor, or it is found at the scene. Former military members play key roles in the event in some way. There is little to no proof that anybody died or got hurt. So, Jason, we've gone back and forth on this bullet point a lot. You know, how many times have people gone to the Social Security death register to demonstrate that everyone from celebrities who have been claimed to die to people at some of these supposed mass shootings like Sandy Hoax or Boston or other places um, are not being found on the death register. Um, I think the first time this began to come to light that I was aware of is when the, the supposed space shuttle explosion killed all those astronauts. Um, people went back and showed that they didn't show up on the death register. And then shortly thereafter, they began to show that the very same people that were on the first shuttle crew were the same exact actors that were on the one that supposedly blew up. Some of them didn't even change their names. Some of these people are teaching at, at university right now, from what I understand. But th this is a, a big point. Um, you know, when these events happen, anyone who wants to challenge it, something as simple as going a month later to look at the Social Security death register, um, if any of us die, guess what? We show up on the death register. And this is one of endless ways this information can be challenged and be shown to be false. And, you know, the main reason Jason and I do shows like this is not to show you that the event's false. It's to point out that there's a reason these things are going on. There is an end game here. And the end game is to slowly erode your freedoms. YouTube is leading the way in censorship right now. So many people just okay and good with it. Um, it it's ridiculous. But you've got to understand that when these events are done, 9-11, Sandy Hook, this ridiculousness in, in New York City yesterday on All Hallows Eve, um, there is an end game. And the end game is about control is about the erosion of freedoms. It is basically, in my view, about some ancient oligarch families owning and controlling everything with such an iron fist that it doesn't even matter if people don't appreciate it because they've got so much control at that point. Anyhow, Jason, let's keep pushing through. 
Federal agencies are on the scene in record time and numbers that would not normally be possible in a short time period without some sort of prior knowledge. That happened at the Boston bombing, but go ahead. Federal agencies take over the scene, even though it is an event not normally under their jurisdiction. That happened yesterday in New York City. I guess we're told that the federal task force is calling it terrorism because somebody screamed Allah Akbar of all things. It's just all it's all nonsense. Go ahead. Now, this next one, I'm not sure who these folks are, but maybe you do. Rita Katz and Sight, S-I-T-E, immediately find evidence that ties the perpetrators to radical Islam. Well, you know, there's a whole thing about Islam that we need to get into. The problem here is is going to be very difficult to hold an adult conversation because so many people have been programmed to be suspicious of people from that part of the world. And in the same way we can show that nobody from Islam had anything to do with 9-11, we can show – well, let me jump over all that. In the same way in times like World War II – Races of people were dehumanized so that you don't think of them as people anymore, like the Japanese. They were called Japs, and these atrocious cartoons were shown of them to take their humanness away so that you could be okay with them being killed or bombed. The Germans became Krauts. The Russians became commie reds. Anything they can do to defame an entire race and remove the human element, you see, because A normal human being in this world that sees another human being isn't thinking, how can I kill them? You need to remove that human element. That's what's going on with Islam right now. A lot of people will have a problem with that, and it's unfortunate because this is a topic like any other, and it needs an adult conversation to truly address what's gone on. But we'll set that aside for now, Jason. And that program, Everyone Else Against the Muslims, has been going on long enough now that it's it's kind of become a common thing. It's just understood, oh, there's radical Islam and they're terrible people. That is a common theme now and has been for how many years, as we're about to get into once we go through the last couple of these points. That's right. And, you know, it's like we always say, the truth doesn't need defense. A human being can't make a false thing true or a true thing false. That's what you're looking at here. Um, You know, in the same way that all these people that came out to talk about New York said the exact same words we hear over and over. It was an act of terror. They've told you the truth right there. And in terms of what the mayor told you, a cowardly act of terror. Um, You're being told the truth. The problem is, is you're missing the context of that truth. You're completely being brainwashed into accepting that you're being shown a real thing and you're completely setting aside, or many of us are setting aside, the adult responsibility of a human being to challenge information. Anyhow, let's keep pushing, Jason. No tears are shed by family members in the immediate aftermath of the event. Who can forget Robbie Parker after Sandy Hoax, where he is actually filmed about to go on camera, laughing it up with people, having supposedly just lost a child, and then gets into character. You watch him get into character, breathing deeply, shaking his arms, and then goes straight to fake tears as he steps in to go on camera and tell you how he lost family members. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what this country buys into. It doesn't take a lot of research to know these things we are talking about. And once you have seen these things, a whole different picture emerges. So the next time that you go to get on an airplane and they want to give you a colonoscopy, you can begin to understand that that colonoscopy they want to give you is based on a lie. 
Vegas. What about Vegas? How long is it going to be before every doorway you want to walk through in Vegas has backscatter radar because they need to x-ray you to be sure that you won't yell Allah Akbar? It's all ridiculous, and it can only be done to an infantile herd mentality society. A higher-minded society would not stand for this nonsense. There it is, man. Footage from other events is passed off as actual video from the current event. This happens all the time. It was just recently pointed out again with Sandy Hook where the time of season wasn't right. It was shown that they had two drills earlier in the season. Of course, Sandy Hoax was passed off as a December event when there was frost on the ground. Goes on and on and on. Anyhow. And the last one, and we've definitely seen this many times, unverifiable social media posts pop up immediately after the event to point the finger at the perpetrators. And not only that, Jason, what about all the images you see where they're fuzzy or they're out of focus? It's like in the modern age where everybody has a camera and there's images of everything. If people would simply just focus on some of the images or the other thing is, is here's this person and there's one image in the world of them, one image. Or in the case of Adam Lanza from Sandy Hoax, um, you know what? I'm not even going to get into that now. It's so blatantly evident on the face of it. I don't feel like we need to even address it, so I'll just kick it right back to you. Now, just to give an example, a very good example, of how internally governments will think about these things and set these things up, the first point I'm going to make historically is, as admitted by the United States government, declassified documents regarding a plan called Operation Northwoods showed that in 1962, the American Joint Chiefs of Staff signed off on an actual plan to blow up American airplanes that would involve using a plan with switching airplanes as well as committing terrorist acts on American soil and then blaming it on the Cubans in order to justify an invasion of Cuba. I mean, what more do you need to know when things like this are so well documented? It's really no different than the kind of onset of the Vietnam conflict. Um, If you knew nothing else about Vietnam, the Pentagon Papers and other things demonstrated that basically Vietnam was started on a lie. The man who told that lie was an admiral. That admiral was the father of Jim Morrison of the Doors, who was waging war on the young generation of the 60s with drugs and psyops in his music. So what we're talking about here is still going on in the modern age, and it is documented that any adult living out in this country listening to what we are talking about can see actually verified information that demonstrates that the the United States government or whatever you want to call them has openly admitted that they would fake false flag events, blow up American assets just to get to the war they want to get to or the takeover of a place, and again, For anyone who's not aware, go back and look at how Vietnam started. It was a false flag event, and it was started by Jim Morrison's father. What more do you need to know to begin to really scrutinize these events that are being passed off so feverishly to the entire world in our media? And it should tell you something when you know damn well that every television set from Bangkok to New York City is showing a Home Depot truck mowing down bicyclists once again At what point will you challenge this information and quit being of an infantile herd mindset where you're afraid to because you might go against the herd or you're afraid to because you're told people got hurt or killed? And I will remind you again, if people actually got hurt or killed, that's already done. There's no one doing that. If that was a true thing that happened, it matters not what we say or do now. Those events have taken place. So there it is, man. Let's keep pushing, Jason. 
All right, so getting into some other historical events. On July 23rd, 1968, LL Flight 426 is hijacked. Now, without needing to go into a whole bunch of details, of course, it involved Islamic terrorists. This kicks off a bunch of hijackings that will last through the next 10 plus years, becoming such a common thread in in modern culture that even the movie Airplane 2, the sequel, will lampoon it with a guy just buying a bomb for hijacking at a store that's uh, at the airport. Right. And anytime you see sitcoms making fun of events like this, you should understand what you're looking at. You're looking at the powers that be that control the the media centers making fun. That's basically what it is. It's an inside joke. But I would ask, um, this is 68. Is this PLO, Jason? Do you remember LL? Yeah, I believe so. So for those of us that are old and crusty enough to remember, uh, we can all remember Yasser Arafat in the Palestinian Liberation Organization or the PLO at the time. I have read accounts that um, attribute the invention of modern-day hijacking with the PLO or Yasser Arafat. Um, don't ask me why Ringo Starr asks, looks so much like Yasser Arafat. I can't answer that question, but I can tell you this. Um, in the same way, if you wanted to go back and look at some of these PLO events where they're in the middle of the desert somewhere and they've got hostages and it's always September, believe me, baby, terror is never very far from September. Although we do get plenty of things outside, for some reason, there is an infinitely historical lock to the month of September. And all the listeners may be asking me why. I'm so glad you asked. I'll begin to address that. Well, because September is the fall. It's the same reason you get new television programming in the fall. Because the fall of the human mind is what's being programmed. In the same way, so many of these terror events that play on an infantile mindset that is easily frightened, easily sucked into death, easily sucked into terror. Um, It is the fall of your higher mind. That is why so much of this is tied to the month of September. It is the fall. And that is an allegory one-to-one for the fall of the human mind, which Jason and I have pointed out in endless episodes, is actually a documented, stated objective of the Tavistock Institute to lower the human mind to infantile, animalistic levels. And that is the fall of the human mind. Anyhow, Jason, back over to you. And just to set the record straight, I wanted to make sure we set it right. It wasn't done by the PLO. It was done by three members of the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, the PFLP. But I'm sure all these organizations, uh, you know, they all hang out and have tea together. Well, it, it, at least at least it was Palestinian. You know, we got the brand right. <laughs> so anyhow. Now, just out of curiosity, we are at the 52-minute mark. And the next thing is the Munich Massacre. Do you want to get into that or do you want to do a tie-up here? Let's do a tie-up here because I'm going to have to do an intro that will be allowed to run on YouTube. I don't think anything we've talked about here would possibly escape censorship, and I'm not going to sit here and make ridiculous noises to censor out an entire first hour. Um, I'll think about what we're going to do with it. But not only that, Jason, the Munich Massacre is another one of these events that we're going to have a hard time having an adult conversation about. People have been so programmed of the idea of Jews and Arabs and all this political nonsense that even to talk about a thing like the supposed Olympic Munich Massacre of 1972 is problematic even up into the modern age. So we'll push that into hour two where we have membership uh, listening and they have a vested interest in being a part of that conversation. Anyhow, is there anything you want to add before we wrap up? 
I just want to point out that with the whole Munich massacre thing, we of course are gonna get into a September as an icon again. It's just you're right; it's it's used over and over and over again. But anyway, yeah, we're gonna go through the rest of the uh, the history and pretty much tear all these things apart, and some of which uh, we've done before. And a lot of people have done work on this, but doing it in order like this, you can see just how much of this is a construct it, when you when you look at it in order. And you can just see the, the setup of how things were done and, and why they were doing what they did. Yeah, even the announcement of, of how things are going, you know, like uh, not too long ago, I reviewed some of the Munich stuff. Um, and you're, be told, you're being told things like, oh, they have nine people now and it's 11 after the hour. And, you know, they're actually blatantly in your face in the same way back to the future. Almost every number you will encounter in that movie resolves to 9-11 or 11-6, which is the aversion, the inversion of 9-11, which was encoding, I guess, the as above, so below or however the heck that was being encoded. Um, the first time Marty walks up to Doc Brown and they show the Twin Pines, you're looking at one which is the inversion of 9-11, encoding it. The whole movie was put together to encode it. But you see, these events are no different. If you get to a point where you can look at the details, you see the same game being played over and over. And then you, you start to think to yourself, well... So is Hollywood, you know, do they have a Hollywood director doing this? How are these things being put together? But here's the warning I would give people in the first free hour. Be very wary of getting sucked into the details of an event. Because these events are carefully crafted, and the details are carefully crafted. And in the same way Pavlov's dogs drooled when the bell was rung, you have no way of knowing which of these terms came to you in a sitcom five years ago or any other number of programming ways, which we have covered so endlessly, given to us by Tavistock, Frankfurt School, and other places. Um, Avoid those details. Those details will not give you the full picture. In the same way, you cannot see an entire tree by looking at individual leaves. These details in these events will lead you astray. You need to step back, look at the whole thing, and get a more overarching picture of things. But here we are in the modern age, folks, and I would ask, are you all ready to start challenging this information, regardless of what we are told happened? People got hurt. People got killed. Whatever you are being told, are we ready to be higher-minded adults and to take the right that we were born with and challenge what is being put in front of us? Because if what we're asserting here is correct, there is an end game, and that end game will affect your children, your children's children, on down the line. So I'm asking you, is it time yet? Is it time to stand up and to begin to challenge this nonsense? I would suggest it is. Jason, anything to add? Hopefully the, the 40 points that uh, I found on that article that we read out sinks into everybody out there and you apply those, reapply those time and again at the next event and the next event and the next event. Keep it all in mind when it's pointed out in this cut and dry manner, just what is really going on with these situations. There it is, man. If you can't understand what media is for and that who controls media, go over to Mediocre Monday. Look at the last clip up he did on on the uh, the, the Christmas time 
scripts being read and something like 40 or 50 news outlets put all together right there for you to see what media is for. It's for one thing. It's for programming. Anyhow, that brings us to the top of the first hour for Crow 777 Radio Podcast, episode 80, covering terrorism, which I'm reasonably sure we are not allowed to talk about on social media here in the modern age. And that alone should tell you all something. There it is. Cheers. Cheers.